Welcome to episode 7 of the What It Do Toronto Raptors podcast. My name is Drew Horton, and let's get into it. After an embarrassing loss to the Minnesota Timberwolves, the Raptors responded with back-to-back wins against the Milwaukee Bucks, handing them their fourth and fifth straight losses. In the first game against the Bucks, the Raptors won by a score of 124-113, to led by Fred VanVleet's 33 points. Despite Giannis putting up 34, the combined contributions of Pascal, Lowry, Boucher, and Ananobi were enough to outscore the Bucks. This game was close throughout, as the Raptors only pulled away in the fourth quarter. This game could have gone either way, but the Raptors had a few more possessions, shot a little bit better, and that was the difference in the end. They were able to go 39% from three and 50% from the field overall, and that was enough to stymie the Bucks. Game 2 was more of a defensive effort on the Raptors' part, as they won by a score of 110-96. to Anytime you can hold the Bucks under 100 points, that's always a good day on the defensive side of the ball. Giannis did put up 23 points, 12 rebounds, and 8 assists, but he did so on 40% shooting, and no other player on the Bucks scored more than 14 points. Toronto, however, got big nights from both Norman Powell and Pascal Siakam. Powell had 29 points on 75% shooting, and Siakam had 27 points on 50% shooting. Very good outings for both of them against one of the top defenses in the league. OG Ananobi has looked good in his return from injury, as he's been playing very good defense. His shot will come back, but he's been making very nice reads on the offensive side of the ball through his passing, ball handling, and his backdoor cuts. Unfortunately, as we get OG back in the lineup, Kyle Lowry went down in the first game against the Bucks. He should be okay to go soon. He is just day-to-day with his ankle injury. But in the meantime, the Raptors have recalled Malachi Flynn from their G League affiliate, the 905. One nice positive takeaway from the second game against the Bucks is our bench play. Chris Boucher put up eight points and seven rebounds, and Aaron Baines and Matt Thomas were both huge pluses. Baines at plus 19 and Thomas at plus 13. These guys don't have to be pouring buckets in. They just need to be serviceable and keep it close. Truth be told, at this point, the Raptors only have six guys they expect to contribute night in, night out, And if anyone else steps up for a big game, that's fantastic, but they're really just looking for them to keep it close and not blow leads or put the starters out of reach. They don't quite have the same talent level as they have in the past couple of years with the departure of Danny, Kawhi, Gasol, and Ibaka. They just don't have the depth that they used to. Their top six is still really good, but after that, there's a fair drop-off. Now the Raptors are in 6th place, and I think that's where they're probably going to hover for the rest of the year. 5th or 6th, I think they're going to be fighting with the Pacers for that slot. They're a good team, but not a great team. They just don't have the talent to make a championship run right now. They'll be a tough out for whoever plays them, and they'll be one of the worst first round teams to go up against. 
you know, nobody wants to play a team that's this well coached, this well disciplined, and has such high effort at all times. They won't be beating the likes of Milwaukee, Brooklyn, or the Sixers in a seven game series, but those teams will wish they had somebody else in the first round. There are really three tiers of playoff teams in the East this year. There are the teams that are going to get 7th and 8th, who are sort of going to be fodder for the top teams. Then there are the Raptors and the Pacers, which are likely going to lose in the first round, but they're going to be a tough team to out. And then the Celtics are sort of in their own space, because it looks like they're not quite as good enough as the top three teams, but they could still contend if everything goes their way. And then, of course, the top dogs of the East right now, the Sixers, the Bucks, and the Nets are on a different level, just in terms of how they're rolling and the talent on their rosters. Each team has two stars at the minimum. Milwaukee, Middleton, definitely a second star, not a superstar like the Nets have, but still all three teams very good. And the fact of the matter is, the Raptors just don't have that second star yet. Uh, Pascal, great number two option. Can see if he grows into a number one over time. But as of right now, there aren't... I don't think there are any all-stars on this team this year because of Siakam's slow start. Um, but even if Siakam were to be at an all-star level, I don't think there's another all-star on this team. Lowry might get a coach's vote, but um, you really don't want him being your second star in a lineup. You want him being your leader and your floor general, but not your second best player. And the question is for the Raptors going forward, can Pascal Siakam be that number one guy? The guy that you trust to get a bucket in crunch time, even if it's ISO one-on-one, -on -one, tough shots. He's had some good looks at the end of games this year, but just hasn't quite gotten them to go. I think he's 0 of 4 this year on game-winning or game-tying shots at the buzzer, which is really tough. Some of those looks have just spilled out. But you'd think that some of these looks would go in at some point, maybe, maybe next time. He's looked good, but he hasn't looked great, and he needs to be great if the Raptors want to compete. Now, the Raptors don't need much to compete for championship i say much but one more star player and i think they're right in the mix because you've got pascal siakam as the robin to somebody's batman and you gotta put some respect on his name in the finals run he was unbelievable and he's been battling through some tough games over the last sort of 25 games or so uh, of the bubble and then the start of this year but he's looked good since and when I say put some respect on his name, I'm again referring to Shaquille O'Neal. Shaq, come on, my guy. During the halftime show, the last Raptors-Bucks game, Shaq just straight up forgot Pascal Siakam's name. I mean, come on. Really? Here's the clip. 17-point advantage in this one, and we spotlight Norman Powell and Pascal Siakam, who have combined for 30 of the 58 points. Powell, 5 out of 7, and <clears throat> start of the game, 5 out of 5, and 3 out of 3 in that first quarter when he scored 15 of his 17 points. But you got your eyes on Pascal. No, I got my eyes on Siakam. 
Pascal Siakam. <laughs> oh, I, I, I never know his first check, name. Check, please. First of all, I don't call him Pascal okay. Siakam. Okay. It's one thing to forget a star's name when you're just talking basketball. It's another to forget on live TV when you have hours and hours of prep, notes in front of you, and you're watching or supposedly watching the game that you're doing the halftime show for. And on top of that, Ernie said Pascal Siakam moments, seconds before Shaq just forgot it. Oh, Shaq, come on, man. I think that Shaq didn't know fool worthy, but that's just me. All jokes aside, Inside the NBA is the best sports talk show on TV. The four of them are just an absolute riot. And I don't want to disparage Shaq in any way. Don't want him to start a Twitter beef with me, especially because I don't have Twitter. So I probably wouldn't win that Twitter beef or any Twitter beef as I'm thinking this through out loud. Now at the end of the episode, just a few quick shout outs. One to Tom Brady for again defying father time and for looking like he's integrated himself into Florida with how he was at the parade. Attaboy, Tom. Attaboy. We know he was having a good time because he let out probably the first drunk tweet of his life at age 75. Wow. He may need a chair to get up his stairs at home, but he still throws a football better than anybody. Congrats, Tom. You deserve it. Another shout-out, this time for the NHL. Congrats to the Toronto Maple Leafs for being in first place in the entire NHL. They've had a very hot start to the season, and they look really good. They may be playing in the weakest division. It's hard to know because there's not a lot of uh, intermingling between divisions because of the COVID regulations this year in the NHL. But you got to play who's in front of you, and they've been beating the snot out of everyone in front of them. They're currently sitting at 13 wins, 3 losses, and 2 overtime losses for 28 points. They've scored 67 goals in 18 games. Their offense is on fire. So congrats to them. Hopefully they can keep it up. I'd love to be watching the Leafs and the Raptors come playoff time. It's always nice if you can get both teams in there. So keep it going. Go Leafs go. Thank you for listening to episode 7 of the What It Do Toronto Raptors podcast. As always, I've been your host. Drew Horton, signing off. Peace.